Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. 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 Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu may yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فنأذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فقال الله تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اصبروا وصابروا ورابطوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون uh, Abu Bakr, uh, I'm just realizing they should probably send an email about the change of location. They've only they'd only made a text. Yeah. In any case, <coughs> we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanastainuhu, we seek His help. Wanastaqsiruhu, we seek His forgiveness. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. We bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower His blessings upon His servant and messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and many more and many more. Kathir and Kathira. And as is the case, every single week I ask you the same question, and that is for you and I to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves what is changing? What is changing in the world? What is changing in our society? What is changing in our relationships? And again, what is taking place in the world? We are hearing about constant bloodshed. Most recently, we are hearing about the things that are happening just south of Turkey, especially in the context of the Kurds and such. And regardless of what your politics are, that you and I know that when someone is being reclaimed by Allah, especially in mass killings, something is wrong. But at the very, very least, this should be a reminder for each and every one of us that each and every one of us will be returning to Allah. We will be claimed back by Allah. And then in a different context, we discuss what are our obligations for all of these people overseas and locally who are suffering. But bring it closer. What is the condition of your relationships with each other? Same question I ask every single time. Now that we're two-thirds of the way done with the semester, one-third left, compare and contrast how you conduct your time with your friends, with your family. Compare and contrast what time do you go to sleep. This is the most common conversation I have with students at this point in the semester. What time are you going to sleep? And the most common answer is single digits. Of course, those single digits are on the wrong side of the number 12, if you understand what I'm saying. But, again, bring it closer to home. What is your relationship with Allah today compared to last August 
and where do you see yourself being by the time we get to December? Because that, like how you spend your time, is something you have control over. That is something that, because of youth, it is very easy to delay. And how does it get delayed? We decide, all right, this Monday, I'm going to make changes. And I'm going to do this differently, and this differently, and this differently. And then we get to Sunday night, and then we decide, okay, I'll start Friday, because Friday is the beginning of the weekend. And then we get to Friday, and I'm going to do this differently, and this differently. Uh, no, I'll wait until November 1st. Uh, no, I just don't feel right. Let's wait until break starts. Let's do December 15th. That's when I'll start. And the point I'm making is that one of the luxuries of time one of the luxuries of youth is that it is very easy to keep delaying our personal transformation. And then, as I always bring this point, we get to my age. MashaAllah, hopefully each and every one of you will be blessed to live to this age and beyond. And then, instead of seeing how much time I have, it's how much time is now decreasing. And there's much more of a sense of urgency. It doesn't mean that I also don't procrastinate many things in terms of personal transformation. But the point is, the sense of infinity time is gone. Now I feel like I'm running with the last grains of the hourglass. So, again, look at what you have control over and what are you doing with it. Having said that, we are also at that point in the semester where faculty members start contacting me about Muslim students. Sometimes they will mention them by name. Sometimes they'll talk about their Muslim students in the class. They may or may not have named some of you who are sitting here. If you're concerned, you can come and talk to me. But what is the common conversation? That faculty members will tell me, this student was doing so well and then now has started to slack off in their work. Or this student was doing so well and now their attendance has, has vanished, they stopped showing up for class. Or the student was getting an A, and then they stopped doing homework assignments, and then they started giving these bizarro excuses, and now they're getting a D in the class. Some of you are probably afraid, okay, is Mozaffer talking about me? And then you remember, no, I'm actually getting all A's, which is not true for most of you. But in any case, the point is, my beloved brothers and sisters, this is that point in the semester. So in the same way, that I'm speaking about each and every one of us looking at personal transformation related to the future. I'm also giving us each a gentle nug, nudge saying, look at where you are in terms of your academics this semester and look at what you need to reset. And usually for the vast majority of undergrads, the first thing that needs to be reset is the sleeping schedule. So if I were to ask you, what time did you go to sleep last night, or the night before, or the night before, the first question is, were they the same time? Were they within an hour of each other? Now, understandably, you have papers that are due. I have a big paper for my class due next week. Or you have exams that you have to study for. And so your sleeping schedule is going to be topsy-turvy. But when that uh, wave goes away, do you restabilize your schedule? Or is it 
that you stay up later and later and you start enjoying the fact that you're staying up late because of this tranquility and because of all your cool friends that are also staying awake. And then you go to sleep at a single digit and then you wake up at a very different single digit again on the wrong side of 12. So what am I suggesting as a friendly reminder? Take a look at your academics and see where you are with five or so weeks left and where do you want to be? And related directly to that, look at your sleep schedule. We've talked about this before, that when students come to my office, especially suffering from anxiety, from depression, from even faith difficulties, one of the very first questions that I ask is, what is the condition of your sleep? What is the condition of your diet? Because even faith is in the realm of the heart, it is still affected by your physiology. But then, what is the other big issue that starts coming up? More so, I've touched on this for the second chutzpah last time, but uh, for all of you, what also starts coming up in conversations in the office at this point in the semester is when your heart starts fluttering with feelings for someone else. Most common issue this whole week of students visiting me in the office has been, I am feeling feelings for someone else. Usually I don't ask who is the person usually. And then often, as some others will say, okay, these two people are spending so much time together, I'm getting very, very concerned, as though someone's very concerned about someone else's Islam. But the point is, as you've heard from me from so many times, if you spend time with someone, you will develop feelings for them. If you spend time with someone on the other side of 12, and if you don't understand what I've been saying, in the late night hours, when your guard is going down, you are definitely going to start developing feelings for other people. So if you want to develop feelings for other people, that's what you do. But the point is, that's what you don't want, because then that's all you're going to be able to think about. The beauty and the wonder of this person. They're so perfect. I wish I could spend all my time with them the way I'm thinking about them all the time. These are the conversations that are taking place in the office. And I wish I had an answer for how to get you to get your mind off of them. Of course, the beautiful answer, especially with the milad of the Prophet coming up, peace be upon him, is that the way you long to be in the company of this person, long to be in the company of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And I have suggested that to some students and they give me the exact look that some of you are giving me right now, which is give me a different answer. But what is the point that I'm making, my beloved brothers and sisters? In the same way that if we don't take control of our academics, our nafs will take control. In the same way, if we don't take control of our sleeping schedule, our nafs will take control. And in the same way, if we don't take control of how we're spending time with people, our nafs, our baser self, our appetites will take control and they will get stronger and stronger. But work with me to figure out what you can do if you are in a topsy-turvy situation. Having said that, the second point to think about, which I introduced last time, is the birthday of the Prophet, peace be upon him, as well as Halloween. So we had this wonderful MSA event where for the kids we're, we're carving up the, 
the pumpkins, and I hope that, inshallah, we raise a lot of money. We're going to be doing another Miracle Minute for all of you, inshallah, if you're capable to donate. But this issue comes up every single year. Am I allowed to celebrate Halloween? For some people, and am I allowed to celebrate the birthday of the Prophet? May peace be upon him. There are those issues in our Islamic practice that come up in a cycle. Another issue that comes up every cycle is when election time comes, are we allowed to be politically active? Are we not? And then you will have those people with their talking points saying no, and those people with their talking points saying yes, and at the end of the day, all they have are talking points. So let's speak first about the birthday of the Prophet, may peace be upon him. The most important way, the best way, to express your appreciation and love for the Prophet, peace be upon him, is to imitate him, to follow his sunnah. And the best of the sunnahs to follow are the ones he is saying to do. So when we have sunnah, we categorize them in two subcategories. For what is sunnah? Whatever the Prophet, peace be upon him, did on a regular basis. But then we have the prescribed sunnahs where he did this and he said also to do it. And those can be the extra prayers before and after the farth prayers. Those can be related to dress. Those can be related to, to how he prescribes eating certain things. The other category is what we call ittiba. Ittiba is literally to do what? To follow. That there are those other things that out of love for the prophet, may peace be upon him, we imitate him in the smallest details. And so this is what goal? To be closer to the Prophet, peace be upon him, one way is to imitate him, to mimic him. But everything he is doing is in his process of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, which means what? That me imitating the Prophet, peace be upon him, is also part of my goal to get closer to him. So that is still, without question, the best way to appreciate the Prophet, peace be upon him. So one example, of course, is that he used to wear a particular type of ring. Or he used to love to wear white clothes. But then we also have, he used to wear his, his, uh, his lower garment, was also sometimes white with red stripes. You may not be familiar with this. Or the food that he would like to eat, we try to eat. Even though he's not saying these are the foods you have to eat. And then those of us who've had this in class, you know the real scrupulous example of this is Ahmad ibn Hanbal. He was a scholar from the 800s. And someone had given him a mango, right? The official fruit of all desis. He gave him a mango. This is in Baghdad, though. And he looked, how did the Prophet, peace be upon him, eat mangoes in the Sunnah? We have how he ate bananas. We have how he ate chicken. We have how much he loved the shoulder of a goat. But Ahmad ibn Hanbal could not find how did the Prophet eat a mango, peace be upon him. And may Allah's mercy be upon Ahmad ibn Hanbal. And so he didn't eat the mango, which for bla is blasphemy in the minds of many desis. But the point is, that's how scrupulous he was in following the Prophet, may peace be upon him. Okay. I'm not calling on you to be of that level, but think about the levels you can aspire to in perfection of imitation. Having said that, speaking about the birthday of the Prophet, may peace be upon him, there's a few common criticisms given <laughs> against 
the celebration. One is that the Sahaba never did it. That's correct. Two is that you're trying to be like Christians. That's not correct. Those are the most common accusations. What is actually taking place when people are expressing or in conducting themselves in these Milad celebrations, if they're done in an orthodox way? It's recitation of the Quran, sometimes some poetry of appreciation of the Prophet, peace be upon him, sometimes some nasheeds of appreciation of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and sometimes even some speeches. But when you are celebrating the birth of the Prophet, what are you truly celebrating? You are celebrating the creator of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Because no Muslim regards the Prophet as a creator. We all regard the Prophet as makhluk, creation. Which means the higher I elevate the Prophet, peace be upon him, even higher have I elevated Allah Ta'ala. Think about this. What do you and I say when we even say the name of the Prophet? Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That we are establishing Allah's greatness every time we mention his name. Every time we mention his title. And part of what's taking place there is to emphasize that he is not God. That we are even praying for him, even though we all believe he is of forgiven sins, even though we all believe he will be at the top level of paradise. Inshallah. So now let's bring that point to uh, an Akhira perspective. That if you don't celebrate the, the birthday of the Prophet, you're not losing anything. If you are, then inshallah, you're doing something meritorious, but your praise is of Allah Ta'ala. But what are your aspirations for your hereafter? Make your aspiration not only to reach the top level of paradise, but to be in his company. Make that your goal. Just like your goal in class should not be just to pass, obviously. And better than that, it should be an A. But better than that should be an A+. So in my classes, give or take 35 students, I'm periodically checking, okay, how's everybody doing? And so out of 35 students right now, in one class I have three students that are getting 100%. And as teacher, I love that. Of course, I also have a couple students that are getting less than 60%. And then that has to be concerned. But the point I'm making is regarding your salvation. Why go for pass? if you have an opportunity for A+. Make that your aspiration, because that's what you're worth. And we've said this before, that for every single one of us, Allah Ta'ala has already prepared a palace in the top level of paradise. Which means what? That Allah Ta'ala has determined that you and I are worth the top level of paradise. But then if, because of my own actions, I get something lower, then those palaces will be given to other people. So what am I saying? Once again, my beloved brothers and sisters, you have this one shot at life. And you and I will go up and down in terms of our iman. We will go up and down in terms of our acts of worship. We will go up and down in terms of motivation. But make your target to be nothing less than the top level of paradise because that is what you are worth. 
So think of it from that perspective. The last point, which is a point I have to make in every single chutzpah more often than not, unfortunately, and it relates to all of this, is for each and every one of us, seriously take control of our tongues. Uh, we're also at that point in the semester where a lot of non-Shura members start attacking the MSA leadership. Oh, you don't show up for your events, or you guys are doing this wrong, or you're doing that wrong. I can assure you, having watched MSA board after MSA board after MSA board, I can assure you that this current Shura is working super hard and has all the same concerns that you have. If you have concerns, if you have criticisms, raise them in the right manner. But if all you're doing is spewing insults, you are destroying the community. But not only that, you're handing over all of your hasanat, all of your good deeds to the Shura members. So if you want to insult the MSA, then imagine on the Day of Judgment all of these barakas that you'll be handing over to each and one of, every one of those members, which you don't want to do, obviously, because I'm already saying you should aspire to the top level of paradise because you're worth it, which also means it's a call to have a certain discourse and a certain standard of, 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 of conduct and integrity because you're worth it. So it's a friendly reminder. It's not meant to be taunting or an insult or anything like that. So with that, we will stop right here, inshallah, and then we'll begin the actual Jummah. Wa akhri da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And who should give the adhan? Let's see, who wants to give the adhan? Abu Bakr, you want to give the adhan? As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.